I guess uh, I can't hear the music. Do you? Do you? No. All right. Uh, music's playing. We are live. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Face Boy. I'm Lucas. And with us at home is Calvin. Hey, everybody. He's doing our tech tonight. Yes, yes. And it's 7 o'clock. If you heard that cheer, that's for my birthday. <laughs> right, it's a special my, occasion. It is my 55th birthday, and I um, I put a, a, a donate button on my promotional post for this. I did it by accident, because you, you had called me, Lucas called me, and said, hey, you, that post isn't public, you need to make it public. And I'm like, I, I think I did, and I was outside at the time, and then I went downstairs, because I can't do anything technical, I really can't. And, and it looked like it was said public, so I was like, but if Lucas says it's not public, so I just started pressing, clicking on things, and I added the donate button by mistake, and raised for my 55th birthday, $55. <laughs> pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, so I, uh, I, I've been reflecting, I, I never really thought I'd make it to 50, I just didn't seem like the way I lived that was going to happen. Um, and you didn't want to make it to 15. That's true. I did have a. <laughs> even though I had, a, I wrote a poem when I was 12, and the last two lines were, "Life shouldn't be deep, long, and thrifty." I think I'll OD once I'm 50. <laughs> so I had a plan in place, the very young age. <laughs> Pretty profound for a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, then, then friggin' Lucas comes into my life and I experienced, I'm 49. yeah, I was 49. I experienced love like I never had before. And, uh, and he, she at the time, uh, also really encouraged me to do a lot of the things that I'm doing right now. Radio Free Brooklyn, for example, when, when he found out that friends of mine were building the station, it's like, you should have a show. When he found out that friends of mine were editors at The Villager, you should have an article. I was like, you know, I've done my bit. I've done enough. And was not having it. Was not fucking having it. Like, you're not done at 49. You've got a lot more in you. And so I'm thinking about the people in my life. Uh, the, I, I know that the reason I have gotten to 55 and am in really you know, some of the best shape I've been in my life. It's because of the people that I love and the people who love me. And I'm dedicating this episode to them. And I'm starting with, she'll never hear this, but mom. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is the best. <laughs> and uh, and she and, and Lucas have this wonderful bond. Their love is so strong that mom hasn't even noticed that Lucille is becoming a dude. <laughs> We went out to dinner. Lucas was wearing like a suit almost or something. a suit, rest profound, <laughs> <laughs> and the hair the way it is just totally looked like a dude. And and mom is just like doesn't even notice, just like 
Are you going to have a drink with me? <laughs> uh, and, and my mom is the best. She 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 really would sacrifice anything for anyone that she loves, and she's given so much to me. And you know, I'm so fortunate uh, to be able to give back to her in in these at, at this time. I am taking care of her. I've been taking care of her for a few years. Uh, I've been doing. I'm going to say a great job because she's in, in very good health. Um, I am very grateful. I want to talk about some of the people in Brooklyn. Calvin, I'm really grateful to you for making this happen tonight and for like being really supportive of this show. Um, you've been very kind to us. Um, you were going to say something? Oh, I, I was going to say it's my pleasure. I, I really do enjoy this show. Like it's a, it's a, it's a glimpse into the life of a of someone who has had a very interesting life. And so <laughs> it's it's a it's a lot of fun to listen to, um, just uh, listening to you be open and honest every week, and also the occasional regular talk about butt stuff. But they. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, it's the first day I got no cake and no cock. Oh, that's what kind of first day is that? That's a, that's a, no, that's a double blow. Well, half an hour ago, this show isn't going to be all about <laughs> butt or any of the butt. We made it six minutes. Yep, yep. Six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'm grateful to Noel Deneen, who I've known since the days when I was running my open mic in the 90s. Uh, he's been very helpful to me for uh, picking out microphones. I, I don't have the new one set up yet. I'll figure it out. But apparently the sound system is fine. He's been helpful in getting an, uh, when I needed to air a repeat. I couldn't figure that out. Every, anybody else can figure it out, but I can't. And Tom Tenney. He has put his heart and his soul and everything into the station. He's worked so hard. And again, I go back to the 90s with him. Um, now, I don't know if this is the same with you, Calvin, but the tutorials. <laughs> the tutorials. <laughs> One of the reasons Lucas agreed to, to do the tech stuff starting next week is I said, you know, I'll buy the equipment and it's a half hour tutorial. <laughs> what I tell them is that a Tom Tenney half-hour tutorial will take you four days to get through. <laughs> I don't know if review, but you know, he'll say, okay, now you're going to take the Q25L cable. L cable, not the P cable, because the L cable is the one that's going to work with the interface of the quantum flux capacitor. <laughs> okay, not that. Not that. I'm like, I don't want to Let me look that up. Quantum flux capacitor. <laughs> Travel from back to the I have to travel to the future to get the equipment that I need to do this show in the present. All right, now I got it. Tom, we love you. <laughs> Tom's actually tuned in right now. He's letting me know that my uh, my mic was coming out soft. I, I 
was like, you didn't tell me that this was going to be so hard. He was like, I thought you wouldn't take the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, don't look at the tutorial yet. Let me get the equipment first. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped that. But it it's it is it is it is complete. You know, once you figure out, once you get through it, you're gonna know how to do this, how to work this stuff, and that's great. You know, for me. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you, Robert Pritch. I have a whole list. We're not gonna get through this in an hour. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and, and just seeing all these names and thinking about all these people that have done so much for me in my life. Robert Pritchard, we go back to. He he was the second place where I held my open mic, and the one where I held it the longest, eight and a half years, and um, and I remember uh, it was it was pretty small when I started, and I was like, so nine to eleven, I can rent the theater, okay, and then more people came, and I was like, can I start at eight? And he was like, yeah, okay, and then more people came, and I was like, and it got later and later and later, and eventually, as as time went on, we also became good friends, and he trusted me, and he was like, look, here's the key. Go as late as you want and lock up and clean up the place. And I always cleaned up responsibly. He is a gift to me. He's a gift to artists. He's wonderful. And anything you all want to throw in on Rob Pritchard, go ahead. Yeah, Rob's, Rob's always been a really chill dude for me. I... Uh, I've never got a chance to like really um, enjoy any of the like the cool stuff that I know that he's done, and yeah. I'm kind of sad about that. Like Radical Vaudeville. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was a great show. I feel like I missed that whole that whole time period too. And I was talking about it last week. I was like, "Can you guys just do do it all again?" And they said that we have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's your turn. Oh, it's on us now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing other things, man. When, when my caregiving job is done, which hopefully isn't going to be for a long time, I want to go back into acting. I want to really, really go into acting. I want to. I, I, I used to self sabotage. You know, I know some, so many people who are very powerful in Hollywood. I can get my foot in the door. I want to do television. I want to do film. It's what I wanted to do since I was as far back as I can remember. Uh, and uh, that's what I want to do. So you guys are in charge of the weird shit on the, in, the, in the weird neighborhoods, in the weird fucking theaters, <laughs> where people put weird things into weird orifices and call it art. Oh, I'm, I'm game for that. Uh, there, was girl, there was this one girl and she fucked a pumpkin on stage and then the bar said she couldn't come back anymore. Yes, you would have put her own show. That's like, you get your own show now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's funny because Rob can seem intimidating. He's this big, strong muscle guy with all these tattoos. And um, and he used to he used to have Rottweilers. I remember one time he told me there was some some kids that were bullying this other kid and so, and he was out with his two Rottweilers. So he's like, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to confront them. And then the two Rottweilers, sensing that something was wrong, immediately hid behind Rob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, you know, you're no joke when 
your rot world is hide behind coach. you. <laughs> I want to address the elephant in the room to some extent, Catherine Dunn, why she is not on the show. Um, and I want to talk a bit about her. Uh, I can't tell you why she's not on the show because she has not shared that with me. I don't know what she's going through. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, right you know, the day after we had done our last pre-record, she sent me a text saying, uh, I can't do the show next week. And I tried to call her and she said, I, I don't really have anything to talk about. And I don't know if it's something I said. I don't know if it's something I did. I don't know if it's because prolonged stress affects all of us differently and it has nothing to do with me. What I do know is that this is someone I love dearly, this is someone I care about, someone who has helped me, you know, when I'm having a horrible time in the middle of the night, who has helped me with her friendship and her kindness. And um, and working with her all of these years has been just so great. I mean, we work so well together. Um, and uh, so there is, all I can tell you is, I know that I, I'm grateful to her. I love her very much. I can't tell you why she's not on the show, and if I find out and it's okay with her to share, then I will do that. Yeah, Catherine's good people. Uh, huge shout out to her. I hope, yeah. I hope she's doing yeah, okay. We, we miss you, Catherine. On. Yes, yes, I miss my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last person, I think, on this list that has directly to do with Radio Free Brooklyn is uh, she was my uh, my um, intern, Swan Drisky, and became so much more than an intern. We were we were just so close and um, she had a, a, a nice impact on my life and she's a really great person. Did you did you know her, Calvin? No, I never got a chance to meet her. Well, she's awesome. She's awesome and uh, and throwing my love out to her. I want to talk about a couple of people that you and I know, Lucas, um, Irene, Deity, and Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first photos that you sent me before I even realized you were flirting with me was your butt. Do you know this photo? It was destroyed by Dee. She she, yeah. she she destroyed it. Like it was like it was like black. It wasn't purple. It was black. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's a nice ass, and damn, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? This person's crazy. I had to stop doing that because at the strip club they were like, you can't, you we can't have you looking abused. <laughs> <laughs> Irene's super sweet, but uh, clearly a hell of a dom. <laughs> needs to be. Um, yeah, if you can, if you can dom a dom, you're you're a good dom. Yeah, and she's someone who will always give it to you straight. Yeah, she will school you. If you if you if you are not doing something right, she will school you, and you will know you are schooled. <laughs> you will get right. <laughs> and Adrian uh, Buckmaster, 
partner, a uh, very kind person and such a talented photographer. Such a talented photographer. Um, so we're looking forward to uh, when this is over, doing some doing some pictures with him again, uh, with us kind of being very different people than we were a year ago, both of us. Okay, next person on my list. I don't know your name. I haven't met you yet. Um, on Instagram, you go by in heaven 24 seven. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't even thank me, but you're thanking the girl I fucked in the bathroom. <laughs> you realize, you realize. I'm thanking her and uh, this show is not even close to over. <laughs> I'm thanking her and advice for what she's gonna do. Oh yeah. So I told this girl right before I um, fucked her in the bathroom that um, I fucked my boyfriend up the ass. And she was like, could I do that with you? And like, I was like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> 17 minutes in, we're into tag team strap on fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is just going to be my nice show where, where I think, where I talk about the people that, that I care about and who have meant so much to me. Um, uh, oh, I forgot, I forgot Juno when I was talking about Radio Free Brooklyn. Juno Tempest, what a, what a wonderful, con what a wonderful part of the show she was for quite a while. Um, brought so much to the table and, and one of my favorite episodes ever was when she got on, uh, on, uh, Tinder or Grinder or one of the, Grindr and within an and 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 this is happening in real time live on the air she came in she's like she came in the studio she was like i want to suck some dick do you mind if i suck some dick on air i'm like i don't care at all and got on grinder and within 40 minutes or so we had someone in the studio blew him left wrapped up the show <laughs> So you didn't get in trouble. You didn't get in trouble for doing that in the studio. They told us not to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I never would have done that. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, you, I was like, you guys installed privacy curtains for this show. What the hell did you think we were going to do? And they're like, not that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, should have known better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've known me long enough. They have known friggin' long enough that I will let anything happen as long as everybody's uh, on board and consenting to it. <laughs> the poor person who sat in that chair right after. <laughs> Nothing got anywhere. <laughs> you're you're bringing the evil laugh out of me. Good, good. I like it. I want to show some appreciation to Lily, 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 and her husband Nick. They have been sending me some things on my phone that have been helpful. Can I say what they sent? Not now that I've used their names, because I, I didn't ask them if we could. Okay, so we'll tell. We'll talk about it another day. Yeah, this is this is a preview for maybe next week. You'll find out. 
And then there are things that we're setting up for when this pandemic is over. I thank them in advance for that. Um, my family, you know, I got to talk about my family if I'm doing the gratitude episode. Um, my brother John has contributed 50 of the $55 that, that, I, that I raised for Radio Free Brooklyn today. Um, my sister Elaine just called me. Uh, we, were, we were sound checking, so I didn't take the call, but I'm glad that I didn't because it was her and her children singing happy birthday to me. And so now I have a recording of that, which is even better than me picking up. Oh, and, beautiful. Yeah, so, yeah, little, little kids that aren't British singing, that's great. <laughs> he, has a, he has a phobia of little kid, British kids singing, so there's a song that has it, and sometimes I'll play it just to fuck with him. Not cool. Oh. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know if I got beaten while the sound of music was playing in the background. Film, I don't know. But British children. My sister Nancy, she's the same way. <laughs> no, so it did definitely oh, something happened. Something happened. But uh, Nancy and her husband Stephen have been so kind to me. So so kind. Uh, Nancy helps. Uh, helps with mom more than anybody else. And and they have, uh, I mean, from, from they, they bought a studio on Thompson Street and rented it to me really ridiculously cheap to get me back in the neighborhood. Cause I wasn't, cause what I was, I mean, who does that? Who friggin' does that? Just so I could be near everybody. I know you're. Like, if you can see Calvin's face, he's like, "Who does that?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm, I'm shocked. That's that's absolutely amazing. What a, what a, a wonderful gesture. It was great. It was great. Yeah, it was. That was really amazing. Um, my nieces and nephews. I'm not going to name them by name. Because I don't need you don't, want them, you don't want them mixed up with the show. <laughs> I don't need them mixed up with the show. <laughs> but my my sister in law Eureka, um, she made masks for me and Lucas. I'll show you. I'm so excited. Look, they're they're yellow submarine. Oh, that is beautiful. Isn't it? Isn't it nice? <laughs> Because, like, fashion masks, that's what's happening now. <laughs> uh, I so, feel like you know, I'm slacking just... now with my uh, my regular uh, disposable three-layer masks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You are. You are at this point in history. <laughs> I gotta step it up. You gotta step it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised no one has come up with the your face on a mask where you, where you put your picture in. And it's your face, so it looks like you're not wearing a mask at all. My, my one friend makes these masks. Um, he, he's, he's an artist named Jim Tazi, and he makes these masks with these like little characters in a bath. And it says, washing away the blood of the working class. <laughs> 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 Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Okay. I told you to text uh, my uncle Brian, who's been calling my mother just about every day, so much love, Uncle Robert. I talked to you today. Um, my cousin in North Dakota, Cami Rangeloff, 
she she was in touch with me today. She's someone who's very special, very very special to me. Um, I hope I'm not going to cry at this point. But um, when I lived in North Dakota, the man who who was my guardian was a very very angry, violent man, and I, it was not a good time for me. And Cammy was just a baby at that time, and he wasn't very kind to her. And I felt guilt for decades that I wasn't able to protect her. Um, and I remember when I was on tour with King Missile, my brother's band, we went through there and, uh, and I stopped and she was right around the age I was when I was living there. And, um, and I, I gave her all the t-shirts, all the CDs, I gave her everything that we had. And I also said, I said, I know what kind of person this is that you're living with. And I don't care what I'm risking. If you need to get out of here and I can help you, you just tell me and, and I will do that. And um, and we've reconnected in the past few years. And I told her about the guilt I felt and all that kind of stuff. And she goes, you were my fucking hero. Mm-hmm. You were my hero. When I came to school the next day and for weeks after with these cool fucking shirts and I had music no one else had, I was the coolest kid in school. <laughs> and and uh, and like and also what I said to her had made a difference. And and so she she has a very special place in my heart. Wow, I have gotten through like not many people really. <laughs> We're almost halfway through. Which means uh, we need to read the copy. So if you would do that, uh, be so kind to do that. All right. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. I remember most of the damn thing at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. As such, we rely on the contributions of our hosts, our volunteers, and you, the wonderful listeners of this station. Right now, COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives Uh, including Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, We want you to know that we've made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our hosts, our staff, and the community at large. We have closed both of our stations, uh, canceled live events, including our uh, fifth-year anniversary uh, celebration, which I'm I'm super bummed about. (laughs) Yeah. But... Our hosts are still doing their best to continue bringing new original programming by broadcasting live, like this show, uh, doing pre-records from home studios, or by selecting the best rebroadcasts of their past shows. With most of our revenue streams evaporated, we need your help. We realize that you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way toward helping us stay on the air. There's three ways you can help. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. There you can find fantastic t-shirts, mugs, and other swag that we'd love to send to you as our way of saying thanks. You can also use your phone to text RFBGIVE5, that's R-F-B-G-I-V-E, the number 5, to 44321. It only takes a moment and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon, and I feel like at this point during this quarantine, we all have at least three times, (laughs) you you can 
go to amazon.com slash smile and register Ready Free Brooklyn as the nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go straight to RFB and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and wish all of our listeners health and happiness as we weather this storm together. Well done. Thank you. Very good radio voice, Calvin. <laughs> Speak of Amazon, is it is it we want to avoid getting things that are that are non-essential and wasting people's time and wasting people's effort. So my question is, dildo shopping on Amazon right now? Absolutely. It's, it, it's acceptable. It's an so, essential. It, it, it's an essential. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so, you're an Amazon employee and, and, you, and you're like dildos, lubes, this, that. You're going to be like, good. You know what? I'm going to throw an extra lube. You're not going to be like this asshole wasting my time. I mean, the thing is, is like, if alcohol is essential, what do they expect us to do with all the alcohol? We need to get, we need to get, have sex and alcohol. They go together. They do pair well. All right, on to on to the next person on my list, Sarah Elizabeth. Sarah, 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 we love you. We love you on this show. We, we, I know that this is that we've talked about this on the show about having non- mental health issues uh, throughout this thing, the, the negative and the positive. Cause like, I think I was talking with her about this and she was like, yeah, now, you know, my depressive things, people are applauding. They're, they're like, you haven't left the house in a month? That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> you got to... You have to applaud the people that were already prepared for this ahead of time, whether yeah, I, <laughs> well, whether intentional or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you not leaving the house for a month. <laughs> that's the kind of shit that your shrinks would have been like. That's really bad. That's really bad. But now, nope. Now, now you're applauded for it. Um. Cheyenne Picardo, she was she was the next person I had on my list. And interestingly enough, I just got a, a residual check for the film that she cast me in um, just today. Uh, and doing that movie was 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 really was really fun. Um, was very challenging, and uh, and also the relationship that that you and I have and have had in the past, very 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 deep, very intimate, very very just we connected on so many levels i haven't talked to cheyenne in a while but uh very much on my mind love her very much grateful you know just another person who came into my life at the right time and is another reason why i'm still here and and thriving to some extent her father was a was a record producer um I, i i'm not remembering his name, but I go, to, she shot some of the film, at least the scene I was in, on his property in this barn, and, I'm, and I look around and I see all these gold records everywhere, and he was the guy that was doing the sound, so I'm like, I got really nervous, <laughs> <laughs> and they had to calm me down so I could, so I could do that. 
You, you guys have any people from junior high school that you're still friends with? Yes. Uh, I do, yeah. You do? Good, good. Uh, my best friend, um, I've known him since junior high school. Like, we both oh. uh, both known each other since the sixth grade, and we've been thick as thieves since then. That's so cute. <laughs> what, so, does he, does he live in New York City? So yeah. tell me a bit about him um, and your friendship. Yeah, um, he lives in New York. He he's got a wife and three kids now. <laughs> but uh, even with the the chaos ensuing in his house, um, he still takes time out to uh, reach out and make sure I'm doing okay. So I that's something I greatly appreciate. So uh, uh, my friend St. Clair, thank you so much. Thank uh, to to steal to steal from the uh, Golden Girls theme song. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and it's your junior high school friends who are they that you're still in touch with um i'm, I'm in touch with them like a lot of people from junior high school lucas you froze lucas has frozen up oh. all right well and i asked everyone to turn their phones off so <laughs> <laughs> My bigoted Massachusetts oh. friends were fucking defending me. <laughs> we we lost we lost you for a bit, so we didn't get. Oh, um, my bigoted um, like not not that my friends are bigoted, but like that my friends from my bigoted town like decided to defend me instead of like my New Yorker friends who like they're supposed to be liberal, but everybody like you know everybody had their own mourning period about Lucille, like, mourning Lucille, except for you. Oh yeah, hell no. <laughs> oh, I pull that shit out all the time. Uh, like, uh, like, am I being discriminated against for being gay? <laughs> I'm pulling the gay card as much as possible, as much as possible. Like, if, if I'm making a reservation, I'm like, okay, my boyfriend and I, and I'm like, um, and I'm like, this is gonna because this is Greenwich Village. You know, you, you get a better table for being a gay couple as opposed to. The parts in the country where they, you know, where they are going to... Sticking the back. Yeah, sticking yeah. My junior high school friends that I'm still in touch with, Norman Spiller, um, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he's been on the show two or three times, and um, I don't reach out to him enough, but he's 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 wonderful, and we, we were such troublemakers <laughs> when we were kids. Um, Adam Smyer, I want to mention how much love I have for him. It was Adam, actually, and, and just the power of his novel that got me, you know, seriously thinking about, about writing again. Um, it, it, it's, the name of the book is Knucklehead. It's an excellent, excellent uh, book, and he's a, he's a great friend. Uh, the person who I've known the longest in my life that isn't family um, we met in uh, we met in in nursery school when we were four years old. Uh, that's Robert Downey Jr. Um, and his mother Elsie told me that uh, that when <laughs> that when we first met, um, she brought Robert to to the nursery school, and the teacher pointed me out and said, "Do you see that just angelic-looking kid over there in the corner?" And I was like, "Yes, yes." And the teacher said. You wouldn't believe, because <laughs> I'm just fucking Hellraiser. <laughs> Elsie comes back to pick up Robert, and he and he and he goes. He brings me over and says, 
hey, I want you to meet my new best friend, Frankie Hall. We were Frankie and, and Bobby. And she was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and we were troublemakers together from then until, uh, until, uh, well, in, until he got really fucking big. <laughs> until he got really big. Um, and, uh, you know, great, his, his whole family, uh, Robert Sr., Gave me my first part in a film called Too Much Sun. I wouldn't be in the Screen Actors Guild without it. Uh, his sister, Allison, um, she stayed with me when Robert was in prison um, for mutual support. And and that was that was really, really, really good. Um, ah, I feel like I'm talking a little bit too much. No, I this is your day, man. Go for it. It's my day, and I'm, and I'm, I'm glad I've made it about everyone else. <laughs> it's no. Yeah, here's here's the fact of the matter is it's everyone else that made you who you are. So that's right. It's that's right. Every every person that has had an effect in your life, every person you've come across, they they are the the sum of the whole that is you. And so um, it's it's always a good thing to. Um, give out uh, flowers to people while you have the opportunity to. Yes. Yes. I'm glad that I'm doing this. But but I do want to, you know, either of you, if there's someone who is extremely influential that, that comes to your mind, jot it down and, and we'll, we'll talk about that person. It, it feels good to do it. And people love hearing themselves, hearing their names, <laughs> especially when you say something nice. Um, I already have somebody. My mom. <laughs> Let's hear about mom. Like, I love my mom probably as much as you love yours, Frankie. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I've been trying. Like, I have three different names for you Frankie, Francis, Face Boy. <laughs> They're all fine by me. Okay, right on. Thank you. So. Um, I actually, actually live here with my mom, and uh, we've been, we've, man, the past ten years have been some really, really um, waves of difficult times between my health issues, her health issues, my grandmother's health issues, um, just a combination of just a, a lot of madness uh, over the last ten years, and. Um, she has been my like my main source of support and um i try to do my best to be that support system for her as well because we don't have a whole lot of family in new york anymore um everybody's either um moved away or passed away and so um just having each other um uh, as support it's um it's incredibly meaningful to me and i i have no idea if i'd even still be sitting here um without my mom's support so um mm -hmm. to my mom cynthia thank you so much um she's in the other room and she actually has no idea that this is happening but uh yeah i, <laughs> I, I have to give her a, a huge shout out yeah yep yeah, and, and it's to one extent or another, 
everyone who I've mentioned and, and all the people that I'm not going to be able to get to because I'm not nearly halfway through this and we're only have 20 minutes left to the show. They, they are why I'm here and they are who I am and they are and, and uh, for the and I, I actually start I, I like who I am. You know, and so I love these people for, for bringing me there. And if someone comes to mind for you, um, I also want to give a shout out to the man behind you right now, literally, not figuratively, but Ernie Miller, uh, who has been just, you know, I, I'm not able to be physically with you. Uh, and and so he he has he's been able to hug you. He's been able to show you love, physical love. And I'm very, very grateful that, that you have that and that you have him around. He's awesome. Oh. Right on. Yep. Couple more names of people that everyone else has heard of, but have been special to me. Wait, can I can I interrupt really quick? Yes. He, he said he actually made a joke yesterday that that everybody literally stands behind me. He was like, "Have you ever noticed that in the picture you just take over the picture and somebody's just." <laughs> 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 just wanted to... You've got a presence. Yeah. You've got right. a presence. Yeah, continue. <laughs> okay, yeah, a couple of uh, names some of y'all have heard. Anthony Michael Hall. I, I met him uh, when him when he and Robert were doing Saturday Night Live, and I had been in college when when he when all of his teen films came out, so I didn't know who he was. Uh, I met him, and he's just such a laid-back person. I met him in the dressing in Robert's dressing room. He can, he comes in, and just the way he, he he was handling himself, I just had a feeling that he was a, a he came off as custodial staff. He didn't come off as as a as a movie star, um, and uh, and I remember that season of Saturday Night Live really well. I remember both him and Robert and Michael were fucking off so much and and I'd be like guys you're on fucking Saturday night live get to your goddamn rehearsal they'd be like yeah it's okay it's okay it's okay I'm like this one's like and then historically it's been found out that that was the shittiest season everyone agrees that that 1986 was the shittiest fucking season so I should have really been on them I should have been like, <laughs> like no man seriously put the joint down and get to rehearsal. Saturday <laughs> Night Live, man. <laughs> Jesus, their season almost fucking tanks the whole show. <laughs> it was so bad. It was awful. And I'm like, and I'm and I'm watching most of it from you know the, the dressing room. And I'm like, is it just because I'm dressed in the dressing room that this isn't funny? If I was at home, would this be funny? Would this <laughs> like it's just, or is it because they didn't go to rehearsal? <laughs> Michael, good friend, great friend. Uh, when I was working uh, a camp for uh, people who were physically challenged, a summer camp, um, and some of the kids found out that he was a friend of mine, they were they were like, "Oh, can you get me an autograph? Can you get me an autograph?" Well, uh, Michael did one better than that. He came out there. Mm. He's the entire day with them way out into the evening, signed every photograph, posed for every picture, and 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 played some basketball and uh and and this is not something that, that anyone knew about. This was not done for publicity. This was not done for image. No one was told about this, about it. He he just 
he just said, yeah, I want to come. I want to meet these. I want to meet the people that, that, you're, that you're working with because you've told me so much about it and they sound like amazing people. So that's, that's, that's the kind of person that, that he is. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. This is really good whiskey. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so jealous. Uh, let everybody know what you're, uh, what you're uh, sipping on right now. Lagavulin 16-year-old. Single malt whiskey. <sighs> That's the so, good stuff right there. Ooh. It sounds it like sounds good. So good. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, from uh, of course from Scotland. Love it. I want to give a shout out to uh, Abby Hertz. Abby Hertz. Um, she came to New York with hardly anything. She built a uh, uh, an entertain a, a business uh, putting together parties for the public and parties for private clients, and uh, you know she came here and, and and wanted a little bit of my help in getting to know people, and now more now I work for her. <laughs> She's wonderful. She's on top of it, and 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 I have I have so much respect and love for her. Um. Raina Terror, who was my girlfriend, long ass time ago. Raina Terror, uh, when she was 18 years old, she was already breathing fire, a tattoo artist, doing human dartboard, uh, doing all this sideshow shit. Wow. At 18, um, and uh, and she is still making a living as an entertainer today. She's grown into different areas of arts. And um, boy, I have so much, so much love and respect <laughs> for her. I want to talk about some of my college friends. Um, Tim Heffernan, Matt Cotel Swift, and Rob Rudin. We were a band. <laughs> we were fucking college friends and we had a band and we made an album. We made a fucking album in a studio owned by another person from our college, from Simon's Rock, Michael Birnbaum. It was like everybody involved in this thing, backup singers, everyone was, was from my school, Simon's Rock. We made this album and uh, I sat on it for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, what happened was I just, I, I, I took it to a couple of record companies they didn't show any interest. We did one show that was lousy because of me, because I got too nervous and I was like being snippy with the band members. And and so I decided that that the record wasn't wasn't any good. It's awesome. It's a great fucking record. I, I re-listened to it. Lucas was at my place when I found when I found the audio tape and and but it was the rehearsal. And just from the rehearsal, Lucas was like, you have to find, you have to find the real thing. This is awesome stuff. And so I did find it and I got it digitized and I, and I played it. Uh, if you want to, if you want to listen to this album, um, if you search art star scene radio in quotes, and then hear kitty kitty in quotes, it'll come up. You'll find it. You'll be able to listen to the whole thing for free. But these guys, wonderful musicians, and great friends, great friends, all people I'm still in touch with uh, right now. Uh, Matt Swift was mentioning, he, he said, uh, you know, the bass line to, and he mentioned one of the songs from the album, because that, that bass line just came into my head just the other day. 
Um, and so, you know, we, we still remember this, this album. Um, also from my college days was a, a, a guy named Ja Levi, who has a band called Ja Levi and the Higher Reason. And, and he was so influential to me uh, in terms of mind expansion. Um, uh, a lot of the psychedelic drugs that I did for the first time, I did with him under his guidance. Um, this wasn't about partying. This was about, you know, taking mushrooms, for example, peyote, for example, and finding the realms in, in, in your mind that it can open and, and the realms in your heart that it can open. Um, and and he, he guided me in, in, that, in those journeys. And it, and it was really, you know, I don't do those things anymore. I'm not opposed to doing them in the future. Um, but he gave me the, the real skills to use them as medicines. Um, we should definitely do mushrooms. Yeah, we should. Do you want me to get us some mushrooms? Get us some mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be fucking walking around on mushrooms and be like, <laughs> in this. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine being mushroom and having uh, being on mushrooms and having the mask on? Like you'd just no. be so you'd be like, get this thing off me. <laughs> no. No fucking way. And already, it, everybody looks like zombies to me. You know? <laughs> everybody looks like zombies. And, and the joggers are just the fucking fast zombies. Because I have to avoid everyone. And it's like, sometimes I'll be walking down the street, and there'll be two people coming from here. And then I say, okay, maybe I can cross the street, and there'll be two people coming from there. And it's like, fucking zombies. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. John Levi, for my college graduation as a gift, he took me to Jamaica, paid for everything, paid for the hotel, paid for everything for two weeks. And um, one of the reasons he brought me there is because he desperately wanted me to be Rastafarian. He, he saw in me something that, that he felt the, that religion would nurture. And I really wanted to be Rasta. I really did. Um, but in Jamaica, he, he, again, we were not doing a tourist thing. He was, he was getting me into some pretty, I mean, even Jamaicans don't get into these kind of circles for, for the, for the Rastafarian culture and religion and, and to learn about it. Uh, so I'm very grateful to him, but ultimately I don't think that Jesus was the Messiah prophesied in Isaiah. So if I don't think Jesus was that, then I can't believe that his imperial master, Haile Selassie guy, the first was Jesus reborn. I just can't, I, it just doesn't work for me. I couldn't do it. Are you on your phone, Lucas? No. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a millennial. There's eight minutes left to the show. Minutes. That's it. Man, this went by really quickly. It really I know. Did. I know. Well, is this interesting to anyone but me? No, I'm absolutely fascinated by this. Like, I'm, I'm actually like pretty fascinated about your life in general. Yeah. Like, you've, you've had you've had quite the life. Yeah. It, it may sure. not seem like a whole lot to you, but um, as somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I 
somebody who's like laid pretty low for most of his life, uh, just just hearing other stories of uh, uh, people's experiences, I I find super fascinating, and yours in particular. <laughs> Well, I was born in Greenwich Village in 1965. If my life wasn't interesting, there's fucking something wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) And if I didn't grow up with a bunch of things wrong with me, there'd be something wrong with me. (laughs) Uh, Amy Pescatello, I love you. We're also, we're still in college right now. Um, We, we, we had, I'd say the, the most passionate platonic relationship I've ever had. And that meant a lot to me, and I, I love her very much right now. Here's someone we both know, Scooter Pie. Yeah, Scooter Pie's the reason we're together. Cause Scooter Pie was like, she's fl- she's flirting with you. Cause I was a girl, cause I- um, and he was like, no, she's not. She doesn't want to fuck me. She doesn't want to fuck me. And she, I think Scooter texted me, come over. I'm at Francis's, he wants to fuck you. <laughs> 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 he didn't even have the balls to text me that. I don't. I didn't pick up anything. Anything. <laughs> Sounds like me on a regular basis. I yeah. was, people, I was sending him me. pictures of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's really nice. Thank you." That will basically be my reaction. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand this. <laughs> And then the first time I met him, because I had sort of known who he was. He didn't, I, I don't know if he knew who I was, but I knew who he was. And so the first time he met me, he was like, can I spank you? No, I was no, like, no, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. It was, uh, it was, um, it was. Oh, well, I didn't send my music. You didn't send your music. You didn't do anything that, that all the other performers do that I asked for people to do in advance when I was stage managing. So I said, jokingly. Uh, I had just it. gotten out of the psych ward, okay? A lot was going on. I jokingly said, uh, well, that's going to be a spanking. And like almost before the sentence was done, fucking pants were down, ass was out. I just (laughs) thought he was serious. I was like, okay. See, I need, Reverend I need Jennifer. Go ahead. No, say, I was say? gonna say I need experiences like that in my life. My life would be a <laughs> bit more interesting. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Uh, well, maybe, maybe we'll start an open mic together, and then we can have um, we can have a lot more interesting things. That's I think where all the interesting things arise in his life. Right, the open mic. <laughs> we can, we, can, we can have a botched open mic. <laughs> uh, Rev Jen is another person that I met at my open mic, and we had uh, a partnership. Uh, in when we work, we have worked on so many different things, and uh, we had a falling out, but we're back in touch. I'm very fort- I'm very grateful about that. I look forward to to working and and having nachos and being friends and making art. And all of the things that that uh, really fulfill us and fulfill me, um, and uh, uh, I, I, you know, just just grateful, just very grateful. Um, we have four minutes left, so I'm just going to bust out the rest of these names. I'm sorry I can't say cool good things about you, but Jonathan Ames, great talking with you. Moby, you fucking rock. 
<laughs> Calvin's face. He's like, what? Oh yeah, we. I know him. We're you, now that you got to do. Uh, there are stories that go along with it. Carter, Babe Carter is also friends with Moby. Yeah, Moby's Moby's great. Melissa Sorrell, Birdie James, Veronica Roseberry, Aaron Case. I feel like I'm on the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> My cousins George, Kim, Michelle. Betty, Summer, um, God, my cousins, I love you so much. You, 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 you mean you mean so much to me. Um, Emily Maiden, you need to understand that you're lovable, and you need to let people love you because you are lovable. <laughs> oh man, you know what? I'm gonna just put this down. There's three minutes left. Um, Lucas. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how. You mean the world to me. You, you, you've, you've, you've changed me in really wonderful ways. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not the person I was when I met you. I'm better. I'm better. I have more things to do. I have more. I'm able to, to do more things artistically because of you. I'm able to take larger things in my butt. Stop! <laughs> 58 minutes. You, you, did, you did pretty 58 good. 58 seconds. Oh no, when, when, you, when you left, we stopped, we started talking about double Peggy. Like two, two, two girls like him. Oh yeah, that was 17 minutes in. In uh, 27, that'll be when that happens. Uh, and, and you're going to be doing the, the tech for us. So anyway, folks, uh, anyone who is listening, knowing that I was going to do this show, that I didn't get to you, your name's here, and I was going to say wonderful things about you because you're wonderful people. You're all really wonderful people, and I'm, and I'm very, very grateful to all of you. There's a minute left, so um, can we start bringing up the, uh, the um, theme music? Just a moment. Thank you, Calvin. I appreciate that. And I like to let the theme music play out uh, for the last 30 seconds or so, just in case things get cut off. Um, so thank you, Lucas. Thank, thank you. you, Calvin. Happy thank birthday. Yes, happy and, birthday. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll be with you next week. Bye. Heaven just liked my photo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hope that, I hope that we got that on the air. <laughs> <laughs>